Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey there, gorgeous friend, and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. I hope you enjoy singing along with my lovely theme song, and that is by the gorgeous Faraday Danger, who is an incredible singer, and um, she does some really cool stuff on Instagram too. So I will, let me just find her Instagram while I'm here, because she is very, very cool. Um, I might have to do that. Can I find you? Oh, I love Faraday. So it's I, I L O V E F A R I D E H, and she sang the theme song, um, which is really fun. All right, so today we are talking about um, building a money team, building a money team around you, so you can grow and protect your money. And a lot of things might come up for you around this episode. You might think, oh, no, I can't listen to this because I don't have a lot of money yet. Or that feels too official or grown up, Denise, or just many, many other things. And I get it. I really get it. So money for me for a long time was very much tied into this feeling of not being good with numbers, not being good with math. And I suspect that I have dyscalculia, which is like a dyslexia dyslexia for numbers, because I've always, always, always struggled with math and numbers and even just really simple calculations. So for a long time, I was I was just really intimidated by the idea of um, building a money team around me, like accountants or bookkeepers or financial advisors, because I felt like I would be tested or they would realize that I was really dumb with numbers. And I just felt like, yeah, I didn't want anyone to see that. I was ashamed of it. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, math was very, very hard for me as a kid. And it still is. I have to use my calculator for everything. And I get really tongue tied, but the brain version, whenever I have to calculate anything. And um, I joined my local country women's association last year. And we, we had a, um, a country fair where we we're selling scones and cakes and things like that. And so they were like, um, well, Denise, you're young and spry. You should be on the cash register. And, and I, was, I was just like, no, I can't. Please don't make me because I didn't want to make change and just do it while people are wait, like looking at me. I was like, I cannot. Um, yeah. So instead, I got to heat up scones. Anyway, so let's talk about um, your your money team. Now, remember, you do not actually need to be a gazillionaire before you start doing this. This is something that you can start doing now where you're at, okay? You don't need to have lots of people. You don't need to have full-timers. But it's something about learning to be a good steward of your money and starting as you mean to go on. And from a manifesting point of view, this is actually a very powerful practice too, is to create space for your money to come in and to clean up some of those leaks and to create good structures um, for more money to come in. Because otherwise, what I see people do is they make a lot of money and then they lose it, or they make a lot of money and they don't know where it's gone, or they make a lot of money and give it away to other people. And there's definitely some money archetype 
different differences on this, right? Um, different money personalities will have different uh, pros and cons and strengths and challenges around building a money team. And I will touch on that a little bit in this episode. You don't need to have done the quiz to understand some of these things, but if you haven't done the quiz, just go to denisedt.com slash quiz and um, take the questionnaire. You'll find out what your money personality is. And this is based on Sacred Money Archetypes by Kendall Summerhawk. And um, there's eight different personalities. So you might be an accumulator, you might be an alchemist, you might be a celebrity, a connector, a maverick, a nurturer, a romantic, or a ruler. And every personality will have slightly different ways of dealing with their money and taking care of their money. Okay, so I'll touch on that a little bit and I'll explain a little bit too. So um, no matter where you're at, you can start with something. Okay, so now the first hire that I made in my business and, and often something that I recommend other people doing is hiring a bookkeeper. Now, I was terrified of hiring a bookkeeper. I was terrified because I didn't want someone to see behind the scenes of my business. I didn't want them to see my mess. I didn't want them to see uh, that I didn't have good systems. And I didn't want them to see how much money I made either. So I, I had a lot of shame around it. And it's the same thing when I say to people, hire a cleaner for your house so you can buy back some of your time so you can work on your business and, and generating income. And people go, but my house is so messy. I need to clean and get my house in order before I hire a cleaner. And that's how I felt about being a bookkeeper. But I knew it was also a, a really good step in showing the universe, like, this is a business. I'm growing a business here and I intend to make money. And so I want to create this system. The cool thing too is with bookkeeping is often they charge per transaction. So if you're just small, you can still find a bookkeeper who will take you on because they're very used to working in small increments. A lot of bookkeepers and accountants, they, um, they, they bill out in like six minute increments. So they're used to small volume, um, you know, uh, they can handle small volume is what I'm saying. So don't feel like you have to make millions and millions before you get that structure into place because it's going to help with your tax. It's going to help, you know, with lots of things in the future. And that was for me, I um, I got really stressed about bookkeeping, doing it myself. Uh, and I felt like I also needed a little bit of accountability for things like keeping my receipts and just having things in order. Uh, and it was stressing me out. It was creating mental clutter for me. Now, often um, there's two hires that I often recommend people making at the start of their business. One is a personal assistant, especially if things like emails and customer service stress you out. But the other thing is bookkeeping. And if you're an accumulator type personality, accumulators are usually really, really good at money and great at systems. And so often accumulators really struggle to give up their bookkeeping because they're like, well, I can just do it myself. And it's cheaper to do it myself. And that might be true, but it's keeping you from creating income producing, um, like income, income and doing income producing activities. So that might be a bit of a struggle. Um, now, I'm not going to go through every personality for every example, but I see people who are, are connectors and nurturers, for example, they often hire friends to be their bookkeepers or they hire people who are kind of non-ideal 
to be their bookkeepers. Um, celebrities often hire someone who's like really sexy and like really expensive, for example. Rulers often do things themselves too. Uh, not for the same reason as accumulators. Often accumulators are like, I'll do this to save money and it's easier and quicker and faster and cheaper to do it myself. Whereas rulers, often it's a control thing. And they're just like, I have to do everything myself. I have to wear every hat in my business because they don't have time to train someone or they don't have time to go through the paperwork. Uh, Mavericks just can't be fucked. And same with alchemists. They're just like, but I'm going to be a different person next week. So I don't know. Um, Anyway, so I remember when I hired this first bookkeeper and she kept on saying, just send me all your receipts and we'll get started. And I'd be like, yeah, let's get started next week because I'm just going to, I'll just go through all my receipts first and I'll put them all in a spreadsheet first and then I'll send them to you. And she was like, just send them to me. And I thought, I can't do that to this poor lady. Like some of these are like screwed up receipts. Some of them are email receipts. I, I can't do that to her. And finally she said, Denise, this will feel like Christmas for me. If you send me a box of receipts that are all crumpled up, I will have so much fun smoothing them all out, getting them into a spreadsheet, and that will be like Christmas for me. And I went, oh, my God, are you serious? She went, yeah. And that was my first lesson is it's okay to hire people who are working in their zone of genius because it ain't mine. It's not mine at all. And it would save me time just to send it to her. Okay, so don't clean before the cleaner comes. Um, The other thing that I didn't realize that was really cool is the fact that someone was looking at my income every month, it actually made me feel accountable. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to send my stuff to her. It's almost the end of the month. I can't show my bookkeeper that, you know, I didn't have any sales in the last week. And so it actually, like I would be like, I'm going to send out an email just so my bookkeeper is impressed. And she would send me like, you know, a little note going, oh my God, well done. You did really great this month. Or, oh, I saw your income's up 10%. And it was just having someone else invested in the success of my business that made like a huge difference for me, a huge difference. Um, So if you haven't got a bookkeeper and you're struggling with it, or I don't know, just like go... Start as you mean to go on, right? But also, if you have a bookkeeper that's not working out, and I've seen this so many times with people that they hire the wrong person and then then they're like, oh, I'm paying this person. They're not even doing the work for too long. Um, Upgrade your bookkeeper. Upgrade. And I have changed bookkeepers a couple of times because I was like, I I just want to go to the next level and I want to also get an accountant and put it all in the same firm. But you're, you're allowed to work with someone who you feel really good about. And I remember someone sitting down with their bookkeeper and they said, oh, don't worry about registering for GST, also known as VAT, in other places. Like, it's fine. You won't even need to. And it's just like, no, you want someone who's like, you are going to make more money in the next year. So let's look at what we need to do next. And that's probably more of an accountant role. But again, it's that same lesson as you deserve to be surrounded by people who believe in your dreams and who see that for you, who see that that next step for you, not someone who is going to limit your dreams um, and go, oh, you're only allowed this amount of transactions on your bank account. So don't earn any more kind of thing. Um yeah, and there can be some sexism involved too. Sometimes, um, you know, if I've worked with like old school kind of men 
and they just are like, oh, your little business. And you want to work with someone. I mean, mo- a lot of my advisors are men, but they're men who are like, I'm, you're doing great. I'm so inspired by you. Like, look what you've created. Like, you're amazing. And so you might need to upgrade some of the people who you are surrounded by. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then let's talk about um, some of the other people on my money team and how you can incrementally work your way up to this. All right, see you in a sec. Hey, it's Lata Hamilton here from Passion Pioneers. I'm a change leadership and confidence expert living in Sydney, Australia. I help women carve their own paths for change in career, leadership and life with training and consulting services. I loved the audiobook of Chill and Prosper because it talked about practical ways to promote, preserve and protect our energy as women. I am indeed the golden goose of my business and going through the business model questions on the free action guide that came with the book helped me get clear on how I could automate and delegate the things that sap my energy. I've now hired a VA and a copywriter so I can focus on my zone of genius change. Definitely recommend this book. Okay, welcome back. Um, We are talking about building a money team around you, being a good steward of your money. And um, so Bookkeeper was my first hire and then I, um, I started working with an accountant as well. And I meet with my accountant quarterly. I never want to be surprised by my tax bill. I never want to be surprised by um, how much, like any liabilities or anything that I have to do. And so sometimes I'll hear people say, I got a surprise tax bill. And if you've got a business and you're only seeing your accountant once a year, it might be time to upgrade and see them more often, really. And I wouldn't even mind seeing mine monthly if I was, you know, growing or doing something but quarterly's quarterly's enough for us just to go all right what's what's going on what's the goals who do we need to speak to and with my accountant because he he does our personal tax returns as well as our business ones i mean his firm does there's lots of little things that we need to talk about with him we b- might be like oh we're buying a new house oh we're selling this asset and he needs to talk to our other financial advisors as well so we don't want to s- surprise him with some stuff. Um, so you might be seeing your accountant once a year. You might not even have an accountant. So what's the next incremental upgrade for you around that? And it could be that you need to work with someone different. You need to work with someone who has more um, speciality in what you do, someone who understands your industry more. You don't want to have to be explaining yourself all the time. Someone who's a bit more like easy to work with or more inspiring or whatever it is. Um you might need to just upgrade that a little bit. And you're worthy of doing that. You're worthy of working with someone who can give you that and not just be a bean counter. Now, someone else that is good to have is a financial advisor. Now, we work with um, a firm that does traditional, you know, advising and investing. So they're an investment firm as well. But they can kind of just give us a bit more of an overview of our wealth position and they understand our values as a family. So when we started working with them, they would be like, you know, here's the strategy. And I had to sort of really say to them, you know, um, I'm bad at math. I didn't tell them that. But I was also like, I'm a big proponent of heart math. And so some decisions that we want to make might not make sense from a financial point of view, it might not be things that some of your other clients do, but it's a heart math for us. And an example of that is 
paying off our mortgage. I had said to them really early on, a big goal for me is paying off our mortgage. And they're like, yeah, but it's not always the best investment strategy. You know, you could always borrow against it and put stuff in. And I said, yeah, I'm totally, I want to do all of those things. I want to have investment properties. I want to have money in the share market. I want to have all these things, but I also want to pay off my house. I want to do both of those things because I feel like it will help me sleep better at night. And they were like, yep, yeah, cool. Totally get it. And so everything we do is with that in mind that my nervous system, my background, of someone who had to move around a lot or had a lot of financial instability informs a lot of my decisions. The other thing that they also need to know is that Mark and I are very impulsive. We're both rulers, mavericks. So rulers are happy to work, 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 have big dreams. Mavericks have a little bit of a risky profile sometimes. And we have made impulsive decisions that sometimes it's good to have them to be like, well, I've done the numbers and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes we go, yes, you're right. And sometimes we go, okay, we're going to do it anyway. And then they can tell us later on. We told you so. (laughs) So um, I've spoken before about how I've invested in musicals and all of my financial team are just like, it's your money if that's what you want to spend your money on. But they also make sure that we're not doing it like no one's going to be homeless on the street because I'm investing in a musical. Could I invest that that money in probably a smarter way, put it in a boring, I don't know, fund for the next 20 years? Absolutely. Um, and so that's why I think it's important when you have financial advisors or financial mentors in your life, they know your personality. They understand and appreciate your personality. And they don't just put you in a, in a box of like, this is what you should do. Because I know that would be really boring for me. And I remember saying to Mark about, our property investment portfolio, which is um, quite extensive now, but it's very boring. It's boring properties, often with a granny flat on them. So we get two incomes and they're just boring, like boring. And lucky bitch problems, I know. But I said to him, every three, three or four boring ones, let's do something fun and a bit riskier. And our, our financial team are like, yep, cool, here are the numbers and here's what you need to know and here's the paperwork and all of those things. Um, so I think it's important to have those kind of people in your life too. Um, I can't give you financial advice. I'm not an invest. I'm, I'm not a financial advisor in any way, shape or form. So I, I can't even tell you how to find those people. But I, I, I've always found mine through personal recommendation. You know, speak to people who live in your state. I think this is really important because – it's always different in different countries and states. So speak to someone in your state, get a, rec- a recommendation for a bookkeeper, an accountant, a financial advisor, and it's okay to go talk to them and, and see. The other person that we have um, around that is a really good mortgage broker. Um, and oh, I should tell my – so my accountant is uh, Craig Toyne from Toyne, Toyne Accounting, I think it's just called. And um, our broker is Laurie Ploy. Um, who is from Coffee Finance. And we also work with um, JSA Advising. Uh, So it's brilliant having a broker on your team if you want to invest in property, but also if you want to buy property for yourself because we'll call him and go, we found this random property. And he'll be like, okay, all right, so we need to do this, this and this. You know, we need to move this around. We need to move that around. And having someone like that that you can call – is super useful because it's really hard if you find something and you don't have the finances, 
in place to be able to jump on stuff. Um, so we can just call him and he's like, there's always a plan B, C, D, E, F, G. And there's nothing's ever a problem. And we've been working with him for, for years now from our very first property in Australia where we just went, I'm self-employed. How are we going to do this? Um, so that's that's a really, a really cool person. But this is the next uh, – it's not even a person. It's a group actually that I think it's really important is to surround yourself with a mix of people who are at your level and above. So this could be entrepreneurs. This could be people in your industry because I think it's important to see what's possible for yourself but also to normalize – conversations around money and investing and uh, taxes and all of those things. If you don't see it, it can feel like it's really scary. And I felt that way uh, for a long time about investing in in shares and stock market. For me, it just felt, it felt like math. And I thought, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to screw this up because it felt like doing math to me. And I can't do math um, or I'm not great at math. And so um, some of my mastermind groups, we sit around and someone will be like, oh yeah, I've, inv- I've been investing since I was, you know, 18 years old and this is what I've invested in and this, and I'm just, it blows my mind, but it, it feels possible for me. It demystifies it. It feels like I can do it as well. So sometimes we need to upgrade our masterminds And that doesn't mean you have to leave every mastermind you're in. It's good to have different mastermind groups for different reasons. You might have one that's just for, you know, networking purposes. You might have one that's a little bit more specific about your industry. You might have one that's just that you're in just to expand the possibilities. And, you know, there's one that I'm in with Natalie McNeil and we go to places like Necker Island together and that expands your possibility of – literally, of what's possible. When we went to Necker Island with Natalie, I I just went, I'm allowed to have my own property. And so I went home and I bought my rose farm. And Natalie also, she's a completely different personality to me. She's, a, she's an accumulator. So she has been investing since she was 18. And she was telling me, yeah, I invest in all the companies that I use. So she's like, if you drink at Starbucks, invest in Starbucks. And she was telling me like, she just goes for a day and invests in things. And it completely blew my mind. I never thought that that was a thing. You know, so who are you surrounding yourself with when it comes to money? Are you around people who are buying property or investing or making lots of money? It's super important, you know, and to find those, think about the most successful people that you know, they might have a mastermind. And don't be afraid of having to buy into a mastermind. Like you can just buy into it. And sometimes that's a stretch. So obviously don't stretch beyond your, you know, ca- capability. But being around people like that helps you to stretch. It helps you to grow your income and it helps you to take care of your money as well. Um, if you're only surrounded by people who, you know, are making a low income, they can't help you with some of the other more complicated things. You won't you won't think it's possible for yourself to hold more money. So every mastermind group I've been a part of has stretched me to think differently about myself and my capability with money. And I'm just like, oh, it's just no big deal. Oh, you can just help get people to help you with that. Oh, I'm allowed to do that. And nothing's going to, it's totally fine. No one can stop me. Um, So yeah, they're the people that I have on my team and 
I would encourage you to upgrade for yourself. So again, that's a bookkeeper, someone to help you. Like, oh, there's one other thing about hiring a bookkeeper. For me, it was the first person that I had to pay. And so it almost felt like an accountability because I was like, oh, I can just not pay myself, but now I've got a bookkeeper. So it made me grow my income as well as that accountability of someone seeing behind the scenes. So remember, don't clean before the cleaner comes. Don't feel like you have to get everything in place before you hire an accountant, uh, sorry, a bookkeeper. And then uh, the second one was an accountant, someone to help you with tax planning and to, again, just grow your business to that next level, you know, doing all the structure stuff and all of that bits and pieces and then um, someone who's like a financial advisor someone who's a mentor a property broker if that's something that's interesting to you and also then the mastermind mastermind is surrounding yourself with people and that's going to really help you really help you increase your income but also um, not sabotage it not sabotage it and um, which a lot of people do, by the way. Okay, so I've got one more final message for you after this last break. Hi, my name's Leanne Michelle. I'm a property mindset coach and author. When I joined Money Bootcamp over a year ago, I had no idea the amazing things that were going to unfold when I started to focus in on my mindset around money. It's been truly inspiring and so many things in my life have changed for the better. It gives me so much hope for the future about what is possible for me and for the world and for women. Okay, so my final message for you is just don't be afraid and don't be intimidated by this idea of hiring a money team. I remember my very first message with, sorry, my first meeting with our financial advisors and I was breastfeeding one of my babies, maybe the first baby. And I remember thinking, I'll just go out and change her nappy and I'll let the men talk about money. And it really hit me like a ton of bricks that that's what my conditioning was, that men have the money, men talk about the money, and it's not for me. You know, and I know not everyone who listens to this podcast is a woman, but everyone listening will have their own version of that, of I'm not allowed to because of this reason. And for me, it was I'm not good at math and also this is a man thing to talk about money. And I remember that moment thinking, I need to take back my power here. So I actually said to Mark, oh, Willow needs um, a nappy change. Can you go and change her? And I'll tell everyone about the business and just get them up to scratch about what I do. And it was a power move, but it really helped me take back my power, but also tell those people, like, we are seeing you because of the money that I've made in my business. And I am ready to step into this powerful version of myself where I am a wealthy woman. And so you might need to take back some power around that for yourself too. You might have thoughts and feelings about, you know, yourself and your ability to make more money or to be seen as credible. Okay. So a mirror exercise that I suggest people to do is to go and look in the mirror You don't have to look good when you're doing it. And you can say, this is what a wealthy woman looks like, or this is what a wealthy queer person looks like, or this is what a wealthy black woman looks like, whatever is personal for you. And the more you say it, the more you'll realize that, yes, I am, I do have the power. This is what a wealthy person looks like. A wealthy person looks like me. And there'll be some unlearning around that. You might have stories about some of your, you know, ability to make money. And that's okay. That's okay. And remember, I've always got a ton of resources for you as well. If you go to denisedt.com 
um, slash blocks. You can get a workshop about money blocks. But if you go to slash debt, I've got some some um, uh, resources there about getting out of debt too. So I'm here for you. I've got a lot of resources for you. I'm here to help you make money and change the world. And hopefully you got something out of today's episode to just upgrade to that next level to be able to make and keep more money and grow more money too. All right. I will see you on next week's. I won't see you. You'll hear from me on next week's episode of Chill and Prosper. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.